G'day everyone. Get you to grab your Bibles out again and turn to Joshua chapter 1. I want to talk um, a little bit tonight about fear and the role it plays in our lives and, and the way that the Lord sees it. Um, I want to start by asking you a question. What do you reckon the most common fear in people is? You want to throw some guesses out there? Oh, there's a few. <laughs> I heard a few spiders. Any others? Death, yeah. Public speaking, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, some of the some of the biggest ranking ones are heights, flying, dogs, snakes, sharks. But spiders are number one in the uh, in the human population. And I want to talk about this a little bit to make a point. Why are spiders the number one fear? And if you and if you're visiting from somewhere that doesn't have spiders, welcome to Karakalinga. You'll um you'll definitely find a few here. Um, just to make this point a bit, um, why are spiders more than others? And when people were asked in surveys, they say vague things like hairiness and legginess, but that also sounds like your average man to me. <laughs> Which you know, we don't have a problem with as far as I know. And also dogs and cats have hairy legs and we like them. So um, why are we so scared of spiders? And I want to ask another question. And this is, uh, this is the no judgment here. This is the safe space. Um, um, I can't fight it in myself to kill spiders. So that ends up making me responsible for the catch and release that happens at our house. Uh, they're usually huntsmen's and, um, and depending on if you're successful the first try, is the difficulty of the second try <laughs> uh, can be a bit more challenging. But how many fellow catch and release people do I have here? Oh, look, lots of you. All right. And once again, no judgment, but who's at the other end of the spectrum has eight legs must die? <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, so there's a few in that category. Just helping the statistics there. Um but what I think is really interesting about that is that that level of fear and <laughs> destruction is not based on previous trauma. What's the worst thing a spider's ever done to you? <laughs> and I'm not judging, it's just an interesting thing to think about. Um, but this fear is almost like a fear of fear itself. And I want to talk a little bit about that. Maybe it's a learned reaction that we have. In Joshua chapter 1, I want to read about a very important time here and some amazing instructions that, um, or words that, that Joshua spoke to the people here. And in verse 7 it says, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. What he's saying here is that it takes courage to live God's way. This is really, this is a really specified bar 
and it's and it's high. You, if you want to break it down, he talks about according to all the law, not to the right or the left, to not let it depart out of our mouth and to meditate day and night. That's a lot. And uh, But it says here, then will the Lord make our way prosperous and then we will have good success. And I guess what I want to, um, the analogy I want to try and draw with, with fear is that sometimes we take liberties with this. And I'm not saying deliberately, but we give ourselves excuses and reasons to avoid applying things that make us uncomfortable. And what I'd like to suggest is that's actually fear that does that in us. So when we say that something in the Lord is not our thing, or I don't really do that, it's not, it's not as simple as us just not choosing to do something. If we're honest with ourselves, there's fear at play. And, and, and even your own brain will tell you that you're not afraid, that you're just making a choice. Because that doesn't hurt your ego then, right? <laughs> that, that, you know, I'm not, I'm just, this is what, the, just the way I'm choosing to do things. And this is a perfectly normal reason that, that I've chosen to do things that has absolutely nothing to do with a fear of failure or a fear of rejection, or a fear of change, whereas those are actually the things that are behind some of our decisions sometimes. I want to go back to thinking about spiders for a minute. There's lots of things that when you, the first thing that comes to your mind is probably not all the nice things that spiders do. You know, you imagine mums really carefully carrying all the babies on their backs. There's dancing spiders, there's jumping spiders, there's spiders that run on water and swim. They even think that spiders dream. Because on a microscopic level, you know, um, REM, uh, rapid eye movement that mammals have when we're, like, when we're dreaming, we have it. Spiders do it too. What are they dreaming about? We don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably, you know, vomiting on things to digest them with their juices. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the gold, the golden orb spider, the male approaches the female and plucks at her web to play a tune so that she knows not to eat him <laughs> when he approaches. In, in, at my primary school, there was these trapdoor spiders all along the fence line, and we'd go with a stick and just sort of dust the ground, and then you'd see the edges of the silk, and you could flip over the trapdoors and see these little tiny tarantula-like things down there. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm just going to... A couple of things. Who's ever had a spider on your face in the night? Yeah, okay, it's not great. I, I admit that. Who's heard that spiders are trying to drink your saliva? No? Haven't heard that? Okay, it is It is out there. And who's also heard a number 12.5 spiders on average you eat in your lifetime while you're sleeping? Have you heard that? Yeah, okay, all right. Um, well, the scientist um, that I was reading, uh, his studies here said that it's nonsense. And uh, there's much safer places for spider to get spiders to get moisture than to try and crawl on your face and probably get killed. <laughs> also, who's heard that daddy long legs have the most dangerous venom but they just can't puncture your skin? That's a good one. All right, we've all heard that. Guess what the science says? Um, their venom is so benign, it's not even good at killing insects. <laughs> it just tends to make them dopey or sleepy. <laughs> and yet... We'll say that really confidently to someone else. <laughs> I'm going to make a point about that. Also, funnel webs. 
are supposed to be the most venomous spider, and they are, but no one's died since the 70s, since they made the anti-venom. So, anyway, um, I won't labour the point there. But what I want you to take away is that the most common fear on the planet is totally unfounded. All right? And we share it. Fear is a liar. Just like the devil, just like our own minds can be. And fear is a component that we punch into a lot of equations in our life and it makes us come up with the wrong answer. So when the Lord calls us to go and talk to a new person or someone in need in the meeting and we're going in cold, we're going in blind, we don't know what their situation is and all of our own fears will go into the computer and come out with a reason that we shouldn't do it. Right? But it's just fear. When it comes time to operate the gifts that the Lord has told us to earnestly contend for, fear goes into the equation and pops out the wrong answer. When we have to stand up for our testimony, whether that's out in the world or even sometimes in the Lord, fear can stop us from doing what the Lord has has equipped us to do. When we need to make a change in our life that we know is needed, fear can stop us from doing what we need to do. So, gee, time's getting away. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking the analogy of the Daddy Longlegs thing that I'm sure we've all believed and shared about their venom. Um, sometimes we even believe the lies that we tell ourselves. And I'm not saying it's deliberate or malicious or anything, but we can make our own reasons and excuses and we can share it with someone else and then someone else in the Lord can be, oh, is that true? Because I would really like that to be true so I don't have to do that thing. (laughs) you know. And so we can propagate something less than what the Lord has actually called us and shown us that, that we can do without fear. So the fear is going to be with us. But I think knowing and recognizing that what stops us sometimes and what can stop us in our walk in the Lord is that it's fear, but also not just recognizing it, but knowing that it's a completely unfounded fear. And it can, um, I'm going to, I want to read you Romans 8 um, from, from a different translation just to think about what God's plan is for us. I'll get you to turn to Second Timothy, actually, just to get a bit ahead of the curve there. Um, there's amazing things waiting for us on the other side of fear. If we've ever had any doubt about what God's plan is for us, I want to read a couple of things that make it really clear that we shouldn't put the limitations on ourselves that we do. I'm just going to read from Romans 8 and then we'll come to 2 Timothy. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son. Just think about that for a minute. And now this bit. So that his son would be the firstborn, firstborn among many brothers and sisters. So that we would be the brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ. That's his plan. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these. 
For if God is for us, who can ever be against us? And all the people said, Amen. How's that for a plan? How's that for something that we've been called to be a part of? When we think about the difference between um, God's plan, the way that God makes plans and the way that we make plans, he knows the beginning and the end. That's a pretty good way to make a plan. <laughs> if you know where it starts and you know where it ends, there's actually no variables in between. But that type of planning is so unfamiliar to us because our plans usually don't go to plan. <laughs> and we spend our time making constant adjustment to our plans and trying to manage the risk in our plans, whereas God's plan for us, he already knows the start and the end. There's no, there's no safer place to be. Let's read from um, 2 Timothy just a bit more about his plan here. Uh, in verse... Ooh, sorry, chapter 1. We'll, we'll race through a little bit. Oh, actually, no, you probably just need to read it yourself. <laughs> I'm going to jump to verse 6 to 8 are great. We know it well. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Let's go to verse 9. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. just want to focus on our calling. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began, and is now made manifest by the appearing of our Saviour Jesus Christ, who has abolished death. Just just a simple to-do list. Just going to abolish death today. <laughs> and then after that, he brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. What a plan. Um, in Numbers 14, we won't turn there. We read about Joshua at the start, but he talks about not fearing because the people, the enemy, are as bread. <laughs> I, From that analogy, I get that anything that opposes us, we can eat every day for breakfast without even giving it a second thought. As bread. In Jeremiah 42... Jeremiah says, this is really interesting. Do not fear the king of Babylon, of whom you are afraid. <laughs> Read that again. Do not fear the king of Babylon, of whom you are afraid. Do not fear him, declares the Lord, for I am with you to save you and to deliver you from his hand. So God recognizes our natural instincts, our natural fears, but he equips us with the knowledge that his plan passes all of it. I'm going to tell you the last thing about spiders while you turn to mm, I think we'll have to go to second Timothy four. Of all the myths, urban myths you can believe about spiders, the spider silk ones are probably true. <laughs> they are still extensively researching what they can do with spider silk. I don't have time to talk about it, but um they're doing all sorts of weird things with genetics and, and, and cloning goats to produce the silk enzymes in their milk and see what they can make it into. Anyway, it's all kind of weird, but, um, it's one of the most incredible substances on the planet. Um, tougher than Kevlar, outperforms steel rubber and Kevlar to the point where they made a bulletproof vest out of it. But I just love this quote from the lead scientist where they, it's so strong. But it's also elastic. So yes, you can make a plate that will stop a bullet, but the bullet will be on the wrong side of your torso by the time it stops. <laughs> so they're still working on it. 
All right. Second Timothy chapter four. I guess I wanted to talk a little bit about um, how we see God's plan for us. Where do we want to get to spiritually? Do we have spiritual aspirations or only natural ones? And I'm not talking about holding a leadership position in the fellowship or feeling like you've got an important role. I'm talking about personally that if a brother or sister knew that you were someone that they could rely on spiritually, that's a place to get to spiritually. Even in our own homes, that our family could trust us to to humbly bring God's answer to problems that come up there. Finding a way to serve. Um, you know, there's enough people here that we can have a nice life. We can do fun events and camps and make friends, get married, maintain a nice regular group of friends, avoid responsibility, avoid finding out what it means to serve others, find things that aren't really our thing and, and put them to one side. Reading the Bible is not really my thing. I'm not saying we're doing that, but it's all possible due to our own fears and limitations. We can park those things and say it's a choice, but it's actually a fear that we haven't overcome. And God says it's unfounded. It's not real. And what is the future of our fellowship if we're too timid in these things? Let's not normalize that we wouldn't seek after the spiritual gifts. Let's not normalize that we'd fly under the radar at school or at work or that, you know, I'm I don't really like working visa or prayer and fast and those sorts of things. I just want to read one more verse here in, in 2 Timothy um, chapter 4. Read verse 2 in the Amplified. I'm not going to do it now, but make a note to yourself. Go away and do it. It's fantastic. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom, Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Um, I'm going to jump to verse five for time, sorry. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of evangelist, make full proof of your ministry. It's a big call. Full proof of your ministry. His plan is massive but he rates us or we wouldn't be a part of the plan. So don't we don't want to sell ourselves short. I don't know if I've convinced you tonight that spiders are completely harmless and even if I did, it wouldn't change your life. <laughs> but maybe you can see that we have fears that are unfounded and that God has provided amazing things that wait for us on the other side of our fears. So stop telling people that daddy long legs have the deadliest venom. <laughs> Dude, you know, let's, I mean, I didn't know that until I did this research, so it's fine. <laughs> um, let's not normalize anything that is counter to God's promises and intentions and his plan for us because it's massive. Let's earnestly contend for the spiritual gifts and everything else that's in here because Otherwise, we're just delaying or excusing ourselves against something that he has said is, is, is real and for us. That's because of our own unfounded fears. God's plan to abolish death, to make us brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ, to be a part of the gospel of his son, all he's asking us to do is overcome the natural fears that hold us back. And all people said... Amen.